0: Everybody. So we are so excited today to bring you our latest movie wrap-up. This is going from August until uh, until October, uh, yep. and we we have quite a lot of films to recap. It's going to be pretty crazy. We are probably going to end up breaking this up into two parts, so uh because it's just so epic <laughs> I mean, movies be seen, and i'm Rachel, and David is here
1: hi i'm here I'm exhausted from watching so many movies, <laughs> yeah. but i'm here oh uh, yeah are you are you getting close to being movied out I kind of am like it's <laughs> it's almost a chore, and honestly, like knowing that I do this podcast. Makes me watch a lot more movies than I probably would have otherwise.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you can, If you only want to watch, like, 30 movies in the winter, we're fine.
1: <laughs> <You look laughs> well, different. now I got a standard to upkeep. I
0: know. Holy and, cow.
1: And you know what? Any studios whose movies I didn't watch, you should feel personally offended yeah. because... That means I really didn't want to watch your movie. Yes, I'm looking at you, mile 22. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah. And I would have a similarly insane list uh, as as David, but I have to watch every Hallmark movie. Uh, And uh, and so not quite as good, but I still watched quite a few. Uh, Still managed to squeeze them in there. Uh, And uh, so it's It's pretty fun, <laughs> and I really appreciate uh, you watching all of these and uh, so it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. So let's just dive in because we seriously have I think like eighty movies to talk about, so it's it's pretty fun. So all right, we're starting on the third of August. Uh, we have Disney's Christopher Robin, and I did a whole podcast on this movie with my friend Conrado that you all should check out. Uh, It was really fun where we talked about the remakes in general. And then we talked about Christopher Robin and I wasn't a big fan of this. I had actually pretty high expectations. I really liked the trailer, but I thought that they, they made a lot of really dumb choices that annoyed me Uh, that they, they have this classic story you've seen a million times of the workaholic kind of dad, but like, it didn't really make sense because he was he was doing this working in order to save all these people's job and this is supposed to be something that we feel resentful about there's something that that, you know that he needs to change but he was a good person this was a good thing that he did he should have worked like it was weird and i thought that i didn't like the way that Chris, because in the original movie pooh um, christopher asks pooh to always remember him right never forget him and so that makes sense in this one it's Pooh asking christopher to never forget him and then he proceeds to forget about him and that is like Pooh and company who are sentient beings in this world you know it's not like just part of christopher's imagination other people see them and so uh, they're in this world and Uh, and they have they're like in this weird limbo just waiting for christopher which was weird and i don't know i just didn't think it had whimsy to me there was one scene that i thought really worked in the uh in the train station with Pooh and his balloon that was super cute loved that and uh i don't know i just didn't have the whimsy and the heart that i wanted in this movie And so I ended up feeling pretty disappointed about it. What do you
1: think? Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I mean, it felt like a rehashing of many movies we've seen. Um, Like, uh, I mean, Peter Rabbit is one that it felt similar to plot wise. Um, Also, of course, we just saw uh, Goodbye Christopher Robin. So uh, it it didn't feel super original, even though... uh, it was its own take, but I, I mean, I still appreciate it to a degree. There there were some like pretty ridiculous things. Like like you said, this whole thing of, oh my gosh, the, the working dad, how dare he neglect his family. Like, It's a trope we've seen too much in movies. And the way they concluded that plot was just kind of ridiculous.
0: Yeah, yeah this is quite the solution that they came up with. Yeah. with let's just give everyone more vacation so then they have to buy luggage so then if they had to buy luggage then they, <laughs> like it was like wow oh, yeah
1: i i couldn't believe that that was the way they like wasn't there anybody working on the script or reading the script that's like wait a second we can come up with something better
0: the, the the big mistake that they made is not having the little girl. I think her name is Madeline. Not having her be the main character, the one who yeah. finds Christopher and Winnie the Pooh, and every I mean, the one who finds Winnie the Pooh and everything. That makes way more sense because she's going to have to be going off to the school she's she's not feeling good about it and she's a little bit distant from her dad who's working Mm -hmm. all this thing have her find the characters have her find whimsy be happy made happy by Pooh. that just boom you gotta you got the movie so yeah that would make way more sense
1: right with that said i did enjoy it um enough um and i really liked winnie the pooh winnie the pooh was the best part of the movie for me personally yeah um, well
0: yeah i do agree that and the voice acting was phenomenal and they when they allowed them to sort of have that old-fashioned quality and i did like it i thought the aesthetics were nice i liked yeah. it and you get richard sherman with a new song at the end which was for for disney fans that was really fun <laughs> mm-hmm. uh playing a, a new because he wrote the original you know songs for winnie the pooh
1: so that was sort of fun i ranked it number 73 out of 164
0: okay good i have seen 121 movies this year uh, just feature films uh, and i have it at 88 okay okay then uh, on the 3rd of august we had never gone back i don't even remember this movie
1: yeah, I mean, I don't know how how big of a release it got. It was in our art house theater. It's kind of a raunchy comedy about these uh two teenage girls that are kind of deadbeats, like potheads and uh trying not to get fired from their job, but um most of it takes place during one night. It's like a comedy of errors basically. Um I didn't have very high expectations going into it, but it made me laugh quite a bit. I mean, A lot of the humor is pretty lowbrow a lot of like poop and vomit humor but like looking past that uh, it had a lot of heart to it and uh, yeah I thought it was really funny Um, one of my friends came with me and he he loved it he's talked about it a lot since then so uh, it's not for everybody it's not for Rachel probably but (laughs) I think some of your viewers might enjoy it cool this one, I've actually got pretty pretty high in my rankings. I ranked it number thirty-eight out of one hundred sixty-four. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it way more than I expected. <laughs>
0: what would you Joe? What would you compare it to?
1: Um, that's a good question. What would I compare it to? It's it's kind of hard to find a good comparison because it's this type of comedy. It's usually like male leads. Um, so I, I'm trying to think of like female leads that, I mean, almost like, it's almost like in the same vein as blockers, which just came out this year. Um, but definitely it has, I think it has more wit to it than blockers did. I wasn't huge on blockers. Um, and one of the leads, I've seen her in quite a few things lately. Um Gosh, I can't remember her name. She was in... Um, shoot that movie with timothy chalamet i watched over the summer hot summer nights i think it was called oh Um, yeah yeah she was in she's in a couple other things i've seen recently um but i can't think off the top of my head um but yeah she might be going places i guess we'll see
0: cool that sounds good so where where would you rank where do you rank this
1: yeah i put this at 38 oh cool good pretty high
0: nice okay and then you saw the darkest minds
1: yes i did um yeah i was kind of nervous about this movie because it looked kind of like a low budget young adult uh movie that we didn't really need and that's exactly what it was uh it was kind of a bore um for most of the movie it took a while to get anywhere um i don't know what's this obsession with young adult movies where people are divided up into factions for whatever reason like it's such a common thing that we're seeing and this is based on like their colors like in their eyes or something i don't know i it was hard to stay awake for this one um yeah and i mean they've really set it up to go directly to a sequel but i can't imagine that it's gonna have a sequel because it really underperformed
0: yeah it looked super boring mm-hmm. it did not look like it was for me i uh, it i don't know i just yeah it did look like those movies are just so out of favor
1: yeah it's true i and i ranked it pretty low uh it's in my bottom 10 for the year i put it at 156.
0: Mm-hmm it's too bad because the actress is good, It'll she is,
1: but um, I think she redeemed herself not to spoil a future movie that we'll <laughs> talk about, but
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I think she's been good in everything I've seen mm-hmm. her in, so yeah.
1: and she really wasn't bad in this movie like i don't I don't blame her at all for the movie not being great,
0: cool, okay, uh, so uh so next we have the miseducation of Cameron post this was also on the 3rd of august and uh, yeah so this movie is a really good movie uh it's about this girl gets sent to the school uh for uh to it's like a gay conversion conversion therapy uh school it was in the 90s and it you know has it's this horrible horrible you know thing it starts uh chloe grace moretz and uh, sasha lane and uh yeah what did you think about this one
1: you know i i like this um it's we're getting another movie like this coming up um boy erased um and that's the movie i've been hearing about more this year so this kind of was under the radar for me and i didn't know what to expect Mm -hmm. uh but i actually really enjoyed it um it it had more humor than I think Boy Erased is going to have. Um, and I think it didn't go down predictable paths necessarily. Um, I like the character developments. I like they didn't shoehorn certain relationships in where you might have expected it. Um, yeah, it was just a good kind of indie type movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I liked it as well. I thought that it was had some really powerful moments, and I thought oh, yeah. the was really strong. And it's certainly something sobering, especially as a person of faith. Like we have to kind of deal with this that this happened, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and it, and it's good to learn about it, and you know, be aware <laughs> of right. it. And uh, so I I liked it. My only flaw, I guess, I'd have with it is I felt that she was almost a little too stoic sometimes for what was happening and i Mm -hmm. i I would have liked a a little bit more emotion from her uh character and i have a feeling that it's a great book and it's just a good movie i i don't know i just have a feeling that the book is probably amazing but who knows i haven't read it Mm -hmm. but um uh but that was just kind of (laughs) because i wanted to get a little bit more into her character sometimes
1: No, that's fair. I mean, I do think that they were trying to make her that character for a reason, so it didn't bother me as much. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, I still – I put it at number 42 for the year, so it's pretty high for me.
0: Yeah, I have it at 39, so uh, we're pretty close. pretty close on it. So, okay, then we had on the third, The Spy Who Dumped Me, uh, and uh, this movie – I, it does have some good things about it. I thought the action was pretty good. I thought the leads were pretty good; they were trying, but it was just so tonally off for me. Uh, it was so brutally violent, and that I was not expecting it to be that violent. And I thought it really took me out of the movie sometimes. You know, because it's supposed to be. I wish it had been more slapsticky and funnier. I mean, you have a uh, Kate McKinnon just stretching for these jokes and trying to get as many jokes as they could uh and and then you'd have this pretty brutal scenes i thought and uh and then also like very 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 strong on the r-rated content which is fine but i didn't think that if it just sort of i thought it hurt the tone to me and it would have been would have been funnier uh if it maybe didn't have such strong already content for me um and i don't know i didn't really like it and uh, so i i have it at 95.
1: oh wow yeah um (laughs) well it's funny i'm glad you went first in talking about this because i realize (laughs) i don't really remember much about this movie so i'm just slowly trying to piece together everything that happened um i do remember leaving the theater having laughed quite a bit um, not as much as a lot of other comedies, but I did enjoy it enough. Uh-huh.
2: Uh, but
1: yeah, I, I did feel that same uh, sort of thing about, uh, especially Kate McKinnon coming off as kind of desperate with her humor. And I think that might be because maybe, I think these studios are letting their actress, actors and actresses like ad-lib a bit if they're like established in comedies. Um, So I think that might've been part of the problem that it didn't seem like she had a grounded script to go off of, but I actually, I did enjoy it from what I remember. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen 60 movies since
2: then.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. I liked it enough. I think there were some twists that I didn't necessarily expect. I can
0: see that. So what'd you rank it?
1: Um, I put this at 50 for the year.
0: There we go. Good. Okay. So uh, then on the 8th, uh, there was a film released uh, that I saw at Sundance that I wanted to talk about that's called Butterflies. And this is a comedy that I, like I said, I saw it at Sundance. This is a Turkish comedy that it was so funny. I was just dying laughing for me i thought it was hilarious they have this uh it's 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 a dark comedy which normally those aren't my jam but it was about these uh these siblings that are brought together because of the death of their father and they have to go and there's part it's like part road trip and then they they arrive and they have (laughs) there's a, a particular joke that every time it happened and they play it a lot so I can picture some people being like okay we get it it's not funny but for me whenever it happened I died laughing because these chickens (laughs) these chickens eat this (laughs) gunpowder and they just will randomly throughout the movie explode from the (laughs) gunpowder which is ridiculous and I don't think realistic at all. But for whatever reason, every time it happened, I was just in stitches <laughs> laughing. And there would be like there would be like chicken guts and like feathers everywhere. <laughs> I was like, oh no, the chickens are exploding. And I don't I thought it was it it was aside from the chickens exploding, uh I there was I thought it was pretty funny. There's this uh there's this really crazy pastor uh minister whatever that uh, <laughs> uh and there there's this uh there's a lot of disagreement about when to have the funeral and how to do it and these these siblings that have been very estranged and uh is, if you can find it check it out i i really enjoyed it so uh and then also on the eighth there oh uh, and my ranking for butterflies is uh i have it at uh i have it at 37. so then uh, then on the 8th we have dog days and normally i've not been a big fan of these on these ensemble valentine's kind valentine's day new year's eve kind of movies the the gary marshall ones and this is all about people and their dogs and but I have to say, this one I actually really enjoyed. I thought it was very sweet. I thought it uh, it was romantic, and I I just thought it was really sweet. I, I liked all of the performances, and I just enjoyed it a lot more than it I thought. It Kind I of surprises
1: before. me. I know. I didn't think it looked very good.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess you just kind of have to. You ha- I would say approach this from a uh, this this movie appeals to the Hallmark side of me. Uh, it's it's romantic. It's cheesy. It's very sweet. It has a good heart. The dogs are so cute, and uh, so it's not like it's the greatest acting or the greatest, but I just thought it was really sweet and heartfelt, and I enjoyed it. Uh, and so I have it at thirty eight <laughs> in my ranking. I, uh, I I liked it way more than I thought I was going to, but. It appeals okay. to that cheesy movie side of me, I guess. So then on the 10th of August, you saw A Prayer Before Dawn. I haven't heard of that one, I don't think.
1: Yeah, A Prayer Before Dawn. I, I first saw the trailer at our um one of our theaters like almost a year ago. Um, It's about a boxer who lives in, oh gosh, somewhere in an in, in Asian country. I can't remember which one. Uh, but um, he ends up getting arrested, and he he basically is treated really poorly by prison guards, other prisoners, um, while he's in prison. Um, it reminds me a lot of um, a movie I saw back in the '90s, "Broke Down Palace." I don't know if you saw that. Oh
0: yeah, I've heard of that.
1: Yeah, yeah it was it was very similar to that. It's it's a pretty heavy drama. There's hardly any levity to it um, and it's based on a true story Um, so really um, it's violent um, it's slow at parts but um, it it was technically good uh, so I can appreciate it for that and critics seem to really enjoy it as well Um, it's just one of those movies that's kind of hard to watch and I can't imagine ever wanting to watch again Mm -hmm. Um, so While I can appreciate it, I didn't personally love it. I didn't have a great experience watching it. Um, And uh, I can have that experience with heavy dramas, but I didn't quite connect with it how I wanted to. So I, I would rank this movie um 116 but that's just based on my personal favorites
0: yeah that makes sense okay then we had black Klansman. this is a spike lee film and i it's a
1: spike lee joint
0: spike lee joint sorry <laughs> <laughs> and it's based on the true story and there's been some pushback on it from people that say he didn't portray it right or accurately or whatever uh i don't care about that i thought that it's was really really good i thought it was interesting i thought it was surprisingly funny i i thought that it it was emotional and i thought that it i don't know i just really liked all the performances and the script i thought was really good i i think that there are times when spike lee hit his uh, uh i think that he can be What what is the word i want to use um he can get in the way of his own movie. Self-indulgent—that's what I'm thinking. He can be a little self-indulgent. I thought some of the heavy-handed, like we all get it. What you're trying to say about modern, you know, things—I, it's obvious. You don't need to have this thing where you're explaining the metaphor to us or whatever. We understand. We're not stupid. And uh, so, and th- but there were just a couple other things where it's like, you're letting, you're letting your own feelings and stuff get in the way of your story uh but overall i really i enjoyed it it's actually very high up on my list so my ranking so what did you think of it
1: Um yeah i i enjoyed it i was slightly disappointed by it um i i wanted it to be some something groundbreaking which it really isn't i mean it does have a, a good message i think uh i believe his name's john david washington denzel's he had a solid performance. Uh, um, I I don't think he's the next Denzel Washington, however. Um, so I did like the movie, and I I feel like we might disagree a bit on like the things that you may see as heavy-handed. Um, actually, I think one of the most impactful moments of the film was at the very end for me, which I'm assuming you felt differently.
0: Yeah, I thought um, it was self-indulgent. I, I think that he had the point had already been made very dramatically within the story and so to me uh it i just i don't know i just felt like we're not dumb like we get it like we don't need to have this uh and uh so i don't know for me that was the downside but i I have it at 19 i really liked the movie i thought okay. i thought adam driver was incredible mm-hmm. i i thought he deserves a nomination for it i thought he was great i really liked Topher as the uh, i mean as david duke as a villainous character but he's like super smooth and super uh super likable in a certain way which right. makes him like super scary in a way <laughs> And I thought he did a really good job. And so all of I, I really did enjoy it. I just thought there were a couple of moments where I'm like, you're letting your, you're getting in the way of your own movie.
1: Uh, but. Yeah, well, I, I, I really disagree. I mean, I see where you're coming from, but I mean, it worked for me. I, I did pick up on the comparisons to today, but just like seeing it all laid out there at the end uh it worked for me but cool. i respect your opinion as well um <laughs> and i ranked this at number 49 for the year
0: okay uh good okay then we had madeline's madeline, madeline this is something i've really been wanting to see but i just haven't gotten to it yet i've heard really good things uh what did you think
1: yeah i mean this this is an interesting one for any of you who have not seen the trailer you should go look up the trailer because it's like What's going on? <laughs> like the trailer doesn't make much sense to me. At yeah. least the one that I had been seeing in the theater, it gave away no plot. It's just a lot of singing and tearaways and people dressed like cats and prancing around like cats. Um, this is definitely like an art house movie, like to the T. It, it's it's um, one of those movies that uh, really, really I don't want to say they try hard to kind of be unique and out there with like delivery and and everything. It's it's hard to describe without uh to somebody who hasn't seen the movie. I uh-huh. tried to describe the whole movie to one of my friends and they're like, I don't get it. I'm like, well I don't know if I get it entirely either. It was an enjoyable experience. Uh, it left me a little confused at parts. Um so I would say it's it's another one that's well made. Um it may not be like a a movie that you you'd be rushing out to see a second time but yeah it's it's definitely worth checking out once if you don't mind this type of movie so yeah um, but I put it at 101 for the year based on personal preference
0: cool good all right and then slender man Uh, I heard this was super bad What'd you think? oh
1: it's it was amazing amazingly awful <laughs> yeah i I didn't think it looked good based on the trailers I have kind of high standards for horror and I get disappointed so often um luckily this didn't disappoint because I did not have high standards for it um, it was probably the most boring movie I've seen this year um it wasn't scary it it didn't leave an impression like if you asked me to tell you what i watched uh back in august i, I it would be such a chore for me because it's just, it didn't leave an impact on me it mm-hmm. it was a waste of a waste well, i heard of it money. was
0: really badly made too like the shots it, were terrible yeah
1: i don't think there's anything redeeming about it i don't um yeah, nothing good about this.
0: Yeah. I mean it, it's it's at least with something like Winchester, there is some cool atmosphere and it's like decently mm-hmm. made. It was just kind of boring. Uh but it sounds this sounds even worse than that.
1: Yeah, it's all around bad. I put it at 161. So only three movies I liked less than this this year.
0: Next we have Summer of Eighty Four. And this is definitely trying to uh, piggyback onto the uh, Stranger Things momentum, for sure. But I thought it was pretty well executed for that. Like, it's not the most original movie in the world. But I thought that the, the kids, it's about these kids that are suspects, begin to suspect that their neighbor... Uh, is a uh, serial killer, and I I, I like I liked it. I thought it, I thought the kids felt pretty good, pretty real, pretty good. I thought it had some good, good tense moments, and uh, there's one pretty brutal uh, killing. Uh, I mean, there's a number, but one particular. What's this guy's this throat? That was pretty brutal, but um, uh, but. Overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. What did you think?
1: Yeah, this was a movie I checked out because you actually recommended it to me. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I I did get the uh, Stranger Things comparison pretty quickly, which I I kind of find that series to be overrated. Um, Yeah, it it felt like it was piggybacking off of that a bit. I mean, it, it was... It was not bad. I didn't particularly enjoy it. I don't think it really had uh, many surprises for me. Um, it kind of went down the route I would have expected it to. And it's almost at the point where if you go the route I expect you to go down, then I don't expect that, you know? So I, does yeah, that make any sense?
0: The, yeah, it wasn't the most original movie ever made, right. for sure. Yeah. But overall, I still thought it it was charming and i i i liked it uh yeah. so i i i have it at 46 in my
1: okay yeah. um i put it at where did where is this 113 so it's oh. not awful but i didn't love it
0: okay uh so then we have the, the guernsey literary and potato peel pie society and it's it's a little bit hard to decide which Netflix movies count and which ones don't count because some of them are TV movies and some of them feel like feature films so it's a little bit tough but I wanted to include this because I really liked it (laughs) Um, I loved the book I thought it was really charming and it it was a a big a couple of years ago it was a big like book club book you know a lot of book clubs are reading it I read it in a book club and I loved it and (laughs) so <clears throat> and they do make some changes off of the book uh but i i just really liked it it has tons of heart it's basically because guernsey is this island in uh in england in great britain and it was actually occupied by the nazis for a number of years and so they start this these people as a form of resistance start it does not uh, even though things like this happen, this is fiction. Uh, but um, they they start this book club as a way of kind of of gathering and and uh, like I said, sort of a resistance thing. But they actually are reading books and stuff. And uh, and so this woman, played by Lily James, is a is a writer reporter, and she goes. She finds out about Guernsey, and she she goes over there even though she's engaged, she ends up meeting all the people from the club and it's called the potato peel pie societies because that was sort of the, that, that was their kind of cover, I guess, for the book club. And anyway, the lead guy, my, my Kel, who uh, plays Dossie was really dreamy and I was in love with him and Glenn Powell p- plays her, a fiance and he's really great i jessica brown finley from downton abbey is in it and she's great and i just loved it it's a hot it's a, like a hot cocoa movie it's so comforting and sweet and romantic and has brings the feels it's number 10 for me i loved it <laughs> so it just hits all the right buttons for for me and things i like so anyway Uh, then we had on the 10th we have the Meg and for me the Meg was mega disappointing I thought (laughs) it was very lame I didn't think that it was tense I didn't think it was campy really at all like the trailers made you believe that it was gonna have all these one I thought it took its. it's like it was going to have all these one liners and stuff, but I thought it took itself totally seriously, and so you couldn't enjoy it on a campy level and so it, there were a couple moments for the most part, and I just thought it was really boring i I really didn't like it. I didn't think that they let state Jason Statham have very much fun, and it was kind of similar to me as um uh the uh Storm, which took itself really seriously when it should have just been campy and kind of over the top. And, and I loved, I actually really genuinely loved 47 meters down. I thought they, that, that that movie really, it got me the tension and it showed the shark so well. And I love shark movies. So I should have loved this, but I didn't. And so I have the mag at 109. So I I was really disappointed by it. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I I think you actually hit the nail on the head with everything you've said. Um, It was a disappointment. I I was kind of looking forward to this because I thought it would be campy and humorous and it just really wasn't. And it was like the people that would die, like you could see it coming from a mile away. And like, I'm going to, maybe a little bit of spoiler here, but these movies that put like this safety bubble around women, like, The women in this movie were untouchable by the shark, which I thought was kind of ridiculous. Um, And and not even,
0: and for a Meg, like not very many characters that are named characters even died, right? Like there were,
1: yeah. (laughs) I agree. Even uh, like the the scene that I was kind of looking forward to was seeing the Meg on that super active beach but really for the most part people got bumped around i mean a few people died i'm sure but like honestly i wanted some like cheesy gore in this but it was so tame and it wasn't yeah. funny and it was just yeah a mega disappointment
0: yeah where do you have it Frank?
1: i have this at 115 yeah
0: fair very good okay then we had crazy rich asians
1: Oh, we're finally past two weekends. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, Crazy Rich wow. Asians. Uh, you know, I love my romantic comedies. And I thought this was so well executed. I had read the book and I enjoyed the book. I, they do make some changes, but nothing that bothered me too much. Uh, they, The biggest changes is there's a little bit more time spent on the mother story and her uh, and that that mis kind of miscommunication thing, and also uh, the um, her mother. What I'm saying, and then there's also in the book more about the cousin and the the the, the separation and whatever the the cousin drama. Um, well, but I, I I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was really funny. I thought the character motivations actually made a lot of sense. Like the the his mother. Isn't just like a a total, you know, heartless Scrooge person. Like, from her perspective and her life experience, her choices make sense. Like, you might not agree with them, but like, they're logical for what she has experienced and how she was treated by the family and why she would be nervous about this woman who is from America and from a different background, why she would be nervous about this. And I thought the ending when uh she when the mahjong gang game scene makes sense why that would have finally kind of won her over to a passing sort of approval makes sense to me and i thought that henry golding oh my gosh i love with him uh he was so handsome so great i i i thought all the casting was spot on i thought aquafina was hilarious the best i've ever seen her and I just really loved this movie. It's a movie that I plan on rewatching a lot <laughs> because I just thought it was funny. I thought it was sweet. I thought it was romantic. I really dug it. So Yeah, think?
1: I, I actually agree with everything you're saying on this as well. Uh, this is my favorite movie so far that we've discussed. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I went and saw it twice because I liked it so much. Um, my big worry going into it was that, um, like, it, it had been what, twenty, twenty-five years since we had a full Asian cast like this, yeah. and this has had so much hype. And my worry was, are we gonna, are we gonna judge us on the same standard as every other movie, yeah. or are we gonna grade it on a curve because it being kind of groundbreaking with its cast? Right. And honestly. I don't think people are grading it on a curve at all, like regardless of the casting, it's just a very good movie. Yeah. Um, and it's something that we don't get as much these days, like as far as romantic comedies go. Yeah. Um, it just, I checked all the boxes. It was even creative in a lot of ways. Uh, it had heart behind it. Um, I just really enjoyed it. It was. It yeah. made me smile a lot, made me laugh a lot, so. Uh, I can't wait for the sequels.
0: <laughs> I know, me too. I, uh, I I haven't had time, but I def- I want to read them, and uh, and I I'm really looking forward to that. And and Henry Golding, right? Oh my gosh, he I yeah. I, I
1: mean, honestly, there the cast in general was beautiful. Like yeah. like I can't yeah. believe they I'm got sorry. so many beautiful people in one movie.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I I, I know Interest Elba won the most sexiest man alive, which he deserves it. He is dreamy, but I don't know. I was kind of hoping that we could win <laughs> and uh oh, maybe him. next year. Maybe next year. Yeah, so I have it at number four. And it was nice to see uh John Chu, who did I think a better than recognized uh job with the step-up movies back on track after gem and the holograms because that's i hated that movie so much okay good job john i have it at
1: 26
0: (laughs) i have it at four like if we're just talking about my My favorite favorite. movies and movies i'll watch again and again and again so it's number four for me uh okay then we had alpha on the 17th and what a surprise this is probably the biggest surprise for me of the year i i i was it looked awful I was expecting it to be awful. It got delayed a number of times, uh, but it—I thought it was really good. I thought not only did it look really good and have really beautiful cinematography, really good. Uh, but I—I I found Cody Smith McPhee's performance to be excellent. And I, I kind of joked that this is like the YA version of The Revenant, but it, actually, about a nice person. <laughs> Um, I I mean he's he's pretty much the only character real character in the whole movie and I found him compelling I found it tense emotional um I was shocked at how much I ended up liking it
1: okay yeah Uh, yeah yeah I I I liked it too um I kind of expected to like it so um, so right so yeah I I had been more hyped about it um well at least based on the original trailers and the newer trailers that had come out i thought okay it looks like it could be cheesy um and it really wasn't that cheesy um they it was it was a a little brutal at times um but yeah it was good the only problem for me is that um after a couple months have passed or three months basically now it's it's a kind of faded in my um in my rankings a bit um mm-hmm. just because it it hasn't left that lasting impression that I really liked for movies to do mm-hmm. so that's the biggest drawback for me is that it hasn't stuck with me.
0: Fair enough. Yeah I see that. So I ended up having it at 36.
1: Okay. I have it at 89.
0: Okay. Uh so then we have Blaze. I don't even think I've heard of that. What is Blaze?
1: um, Blaze is actually a biopic about a country singer um, who never was famous, um, which is kind of an interesting route to go, Um, and it's directed by, um, oh my gosh, I just forgot his name, Uh, he's in Julia Naked, he's the famous guy.
0: Oh, uh, the Ethan Hawke.
1: Ethan Hawk, yes. I don't know why I forgot his name. Yeah, this movie was directed by him. Oh, um, so yeah. I'd heard, I'd heard um, a lot of good things about it. Um, watching the trailer, it, it didn't look that interesting to me, but I figured since it had gotten such good reviews, I would check it out anyways.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and I was actually not too impressed. I mean, it's it's an it's a movie that's about an unspectacular singer with a pretty unspectacular life and career um his songs aren't that interesting to me maybe i'm just biased because i'm not a big country music fan but i, I just i didn't love the character i didn't there wasn't really much for me to like i mean the most interesting part about it this isn't a spoiler. They talk about it pretty immediate in the movie. Um, the guy dies; like he he's uh-huh. murdered. And the scene where he gets murdered was by far the most interesting part of the movie. The rest, it was just kind of like biding your time to get to something interesting. Mm.
0: And then you said it's a um, documentary.
1: It's not a documentary. It's it's oh. a yeah. It's an actual movie. Okay. Um, actors um so sure technically yeah i mean maybe it's maybe it's good maybe i'm just thinking that because other critics like it but i didn't really love it (laughs) um
0: so where do you have it ranked
1: i have it at 153 so this is pretty low for me
0: okay yeah Interesting. Yep. All right. So then we had Minding the Gap, and this movie is now available on Hulu. If you haven't had a chance to see it, it's a really great documentary that I saw at Sundance, and it's a it's a called a participatory documentary. So basically, like this guy decided when he was really young to start filming his friends. Uh, there were all these skateboard three. It's there's three guys that you see them from the time and they're little. Uh, to all the way through to them becoming uh, adults and uh, and skateboarding is kind of the thread but it's not really a skateboarding movie uh, that much it's a movie about how all three of these uh, boys are affected by domestic uh, violence and they by that happens to their mothers and how that shapes them as men so there's this surprising uh, thread throughout the film that I wasn't anticipating you know and you have interviews with in some cases with their mothers uh and it's just really fascinating to see the different paths that these three boys end up taking and uh and it's really good i liked it a ton i thought it was moving and uh it was just a really engrossing documentary. In my opinion, I have it at number 17 and I think it's totally worth checking if you have Hulu. So
1: I may have to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I really liked it. Uh, so then, uh, on the 17th, uh, is the wife. I haven't had a chance to see this one.
1: Yeah. Um, the wife is, is a, a movie that I'd heard a little bit about. Um, and yeah it, it was a, a pretty cool premise um, it's a's a kind of a slow build, but um and there's uh there's certain layers that get peeled away throughout this movie and and I guess I should describe it a little bit um, basically, it's about a man who um, is called up and he's he finds out he's going to be um winning the nobel prize for literature Um, his wife who's there supporting him and uh just just kind of layers to their relationship their history their relationship with their kid um Uh yeah it's it's pretty interesting and i i think there's some really powerful moments near the end of the film uh that that will definitely be enough uh to to bring this some Oscar attention.
0: Yeah, I know people talked about Glenn, Glenn Close. Right. Yeah, again, some. Uh, so where'd you have it ranked?
1: Um, I have this at 62 for the year.
0: Okay, good. Uh, then we had To All the Boys I've Loved Before, and this is a Netflix movie, uh, but we've got so much buzz, we definitely wanted to include it. Uh, so this is perfectly harmless, sweet little movie. I think it was fine. But I think it's been a little overhyped for me i i is it is, it's perfectly harm like i said perfectly harmless fun little movie uh but i i think it kind of got lucky and sort of rode the wave of the crazy rich Asians. Uh i think that lara jean the actress playing Lar jean is super sweet and good she does a good job but is it one of the great high school movies of all time like i've heard it praised not at all to me i it i think that's weird because like to me the a really like a movie when you're talking about something that's one of the best of all time like i think the not just one character needs to be a dynamic character you need to see growth from lots of different characters and like to me a movie like coolest is one of the greats of this genre because it's not just shares shares isn't the only one that gets comedic things and she's not the only one that gets growth in the story you have obviously ty that gets growth and changes you have uh and then josh like he's not just sort of a puppet for for share like that's like he has ideas and personality and things that he wants to accomplish and and they have you know friction that uh, that makes that adds to the tension i thought that both of the male characters characters in this movie were pretty flat and were just sort of there for whatever she wanted to do and whatever was her idea and uh and i thought the the change they made from the book uh with her sister doing sending these letters out as some kind of like as as some kind of getting Lara Jean out of her shell and there's like a positive thing that was really stupid. I didn't like that. Uh where she does it out of like out of anger in the book, which makes way more sense. Uh and so it's perfectly harmless and fine, but I don't think it's as great as people are saying. So I have it at sixty six.
1: Oh wow. Okay. Um I I I think one of the best indicators of how well I like a movie is if I'm invested in the characters and i actually did feel invested in uh the main character and her dilemma uh her decision I, it, and it's even hard to call it a decision but um i i was rooting for her to be with both of these guys which is strange um so yeah i i wouldn't call it an all-time great for this genre but it, it was definitely enjoyable for me um it kept my interest so I, I liked it, I think, more than you. I ranked it at 41 for the year.
0: Yeah. I, I I just feel like it, I don't know. It, I'm probably, it need to be a little more separated from the hyperbole, I guess, a little bit from it. That definitely affected my opinion because <laughs> okay. uh, I was expecting it to be amazing from what people had said, uh, and I just thought it was fine. So, I don't know. Uh, then, on the 22nd, uh, there is a very... Uh, small uh, anime film called the night is short walk on girl and i was very s- skeptical going into it because i really didn't like the same director's film uh called lou over the wall that i saw at sundance i i thought it was exhausting and this director can be very exhausting but and this movie is bonkers it's crazy uh it's basically about this girl in college that goes on this it goes on this bender <laughs> all night, whatever, uh and, and a lot of it is just her like drinking a lot. But like, it's actually pretty sweet, and it's visually beautiful. I love the animation in this, and it, it it's just kind of I don't know it. It's somehow this kind of chaos but executed in a way that I liked uh, because it was still kind of sweet and funny. And, uh, and there's a whole like musical sequence where it turns into being a musical. I liked that overall. I don't know I just found it. Cause I found it executed this kind of sort of chaos and uh, surrealism in a way that really worked for me but at number 16. I really enjoyed it. So okay. if you're up for, uh, a different kind of surrealist type animated film. You should check it out. It was really good. Uh, and it wasn't too long. Uh, so I feel like the surrealist movies, you need to keep them <laughs> to a, a, a manageable length. Because uh, then it just becomes exhausting. Uh, then on the 24th, uh, there was a documentary called Crime and Punishment. And I saw this at Sundance. And... <sighs> this is the kind of movie that I feel really bad about criticizing because it's obviously a very important issue and it's very important to be informed. And so I plot it on that level and I would never discourage anyone from seeing it. But to be honest, I didn't think they packaged this interesting material in a very appealing way. I mean, it could be that I was just super tired because I you know, saw 18 movies at Sundance, but I just found it very dull, and I kept falling asleep, and the lady next to me was very mad at me, which I get it. she probably should have been mad at me uh but she was just like and i just i i don't know, I just found it dragged, and it was I would rather just read an article about this topic and learn about it than watch this movie uh It was very long, and I just didn't love it uh so i I, it's an 85 but i like i said i would never discourage anyone from seeing it because i think it is important uh but i don't know i just didn't enjoy it so that's my struggle i guess with this one
1: that's fair i think part of the issue is that it's been such a strong year for documentaries yeah
0: um,
1: and i think this pales in comparison to quite a few it yeah. it was for me it was powerful in moments mm-hmm. um there were certain storylines that were more interesting than others. Particularly I was most invested in uh this uh 16-year-old boy who had been falsely accused of shooting somebody. Um so I I was very interested in that storyline. Some of the other storylines, while they're important, uh were not very cinematic.
2: Um
1: but yeah it it was it was eye-opening in in certain uh, parts. Um, so I think it's important, but maybe just not the most entertaining, uh, movie I've seen this year. So I put this at 112.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's, it, it is, it's just for me, it was like one of those ones that I'm like, I feel bad that I didn't <laughs> like it, but I didn't. So, uh, then we have support the girls and this is a movie. sorry Regina Hall, uh, she runs this, uh, sports club, I guess kind of hooters like the sports club and uh and uh, you get to see sort of a day in her life and she's trying to help these uh girls these women who work for her and i had heard really high praise from this my friend conrado loved it and that was the greatest thing to ever exist and i don't know like i can handle uh, a fly in the wall kind of movie uh the that that I love Richard Linklater. And I think if Richard Linklater had made this movie, uh, it would have been much better. And because I think that he just knows how to write dialogue uh, and how he just knows how to execute this kind of movie, in my opinion. Uh, but in this, I was disappointed. I know I just didn't feel like it was compelling There were compelling moments and there were moments that were funny and it's pretty well acted but overall, it just didn't have enough story to me, and I didn't think the dialogue on its own was that compelling. uh So I have it at 82
1: for me. Okay. Yeah, this is. I'm gonna blame Conrado for this as well because I watched it because you told me he liked it before you had seen it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it. <clears throat> I guess my my problem was that I I went into it expecting a comedy, and oh. I'm gonna just have to get past. The fact that Regina Hall, she's not the old Regina Hall, she's a new Regina Hall. So I can't expect her to be in the same type of movies or be the same type of characters that she used to be.
0: Was she in the like, Taylor Perry comedies or something like that?
1: She, she was she was mainly known for being in the scary movie franchise uh, okay. um a while back. And her character was very over the top and hilarious. Um, Brenda. But yeah. um so, I, I, there, I, it's hard to pinpoint anything necessarily wrong with this movie. I thought it had a good message. Um, I just wasn't as entertained as I had hoped to be. Yeah. Um, but it was a decent, like, day in the life movie. Um, so, I put this out 103 for the year.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's it's too it's too bad. Uh okay. Uh twenty fourth we had the Happy Time Murders. The this is the foul Muppets movie. Uh mm-hmm. what did you what did you think? It's not officially a Muppets movie, but
1: okay. Yeah, right. A um I it it is it does involve uh Jim Henson's son, I believe. Um but yeah. This um was actually a movie that I, I was kind of worried about once I started seeing reviews come out um, and I thought the trailers look so good and so funny. So I went into it like, uh, is it going to be not that good? But uh-huh. I, I, I actually liked it quite a bit. I mean, I laughed throughout the whole movie. There are some pretty hilarious things they do with puppets and, prostitute puppets and just things that are are definitely uh, not kid-friendly and it worked for me like the whole shtick i guess and i would say it's definitely one of my favorite melissa mccarthy movies i've seen recently so i don't always agree with the critics and this is one where uh, i think they missed the mark because it was pretty funny
0: um, oh cool. where'd you have yeah. it ranked?
1: i put this at 34 for the year
0: oh pretty high huh. yeah Cool. Uh And then What Keeps You Alive? I haven't heard of this.
1: Yeah. What Keeps You Alive um, was kind of a, a movie that slipped under the radar. I saw um, an, an article on Entertainment Weekly um, about it. So that's what made me interested in it. It's uh, about a lesbian couple who uh, goes off for like a weekend in a, a cabin in the woods. And um, the lead actress in it she quickly learns that her wife is not the person she thought it was um, it it's similar to another movie I've seen this year called Revenge, which oh, i didn't particularly yeah. enjoy yeah. Um, yeah, so this is like an it's it's the horror revenge movie basically um, and there's something I've noticed in movies including this and alpha and revenge and even smallfoot something about 2018 movies we're supposed to believe that people can fall over a pretty large cliff and not die <laughs> i'm seeing that a lot in movies.
0: <laughs> at least uh, with alpha it's like there's the key lines on that ledge but it's and, still
1: pretty far down <laughs> and he
0: is pretty badly injured So that was a little more forgivable, but yeah, that is, it's so funny. These weird tropes that ended up happening. Yeah,
1: it is. like (laughs) come in trends, but that's something that was in this movie. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this was pretty entertaining. Uh, You definitely uh, root for the main character. Um, It's kind of gruesome in parts. Probably not a movie I'd recommend to you, but if you like horror Uh movies, I would say this is a, pretty good one um at least compared to the average horror movie today so i put this at 71 for the year
0: okay good uh and then 29th there was operation finale
1: yeah um did you you didn't see this one i take it i
0: didn't get to see it i i, I just it was i just ran out of time for this one okay. uh, even though i was looking i was actually looking forward to it but then it got kind of lukewarm reviews and so i just I didn't have a chance to see it
1: yeah i mean honestly this is a pretty incredible story uh that i hadn't heard about i mean it involves one of hitler's right-hand men uh, the only one who had escaped um from being uh, tried after world war ii Um, but people find out that he may be in south america so it's basically about an operation to go find this guy and um, take him out of the country, bring him back to, um, to. I think they wanted to try him in Jerusalem. Um, but um, it's just about the odds being stacked against them trying to get this guy out so they can put him, take him to trial. Um, and you don't even know what to think about him. I mean, He's it's Ben Kingsley. Um, he's got some charm to him, so you don't know whether you should like him or not. You don't know if he really is who they think he is. Um, the movie I would compare this most to is Argo, which I loved. Argo. Uh huh. Um, it gave me pretty strong Argo vibes, plot-wise. Quality-wise, it's not. It's not close to Argo. Um, it's it's not a bad movie by any means. It entertained me. Um, but it's nothing groundbreaking. Um, uh-huh. I think its biggest strength is this story that somehow has gone this long without being captured in film. Uh-huh. Uh, so I put this 88 for the year.
0: Okay. If you want to see a animated version of this story, uh, I there was a short at Sundance that I saw called The Driver's Red, and it... Was very very good. I liked it a lot.
2: So. Okay. It was same true. story.
0: Same story. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh. So then, uh, we had Bloodfest. Mm-hmm. You were looking forward to this one, as I recall.
1: Well, I was looking forward to a different movie, um, which is interesting because uh, we were just talking about movies that there are tropes that happen like at the same time.
0: Oh, that's so, right. It was Hellfest <laughs> was the one. Exactly.
1: This it. year, there are three movies about like horror amusement park festivals where somebody starts killing people. We had Bloodfest, Hellfest, and American Frightfest. Uh, <laughs> These um,
0: festivals are very, very I know. shady.
1: Yeah, they're very really shady. scary this year. <laughs> um, That's really but yeah, funny. Hellfest, I didn't really know much about. I just saw that um, my album so yeah, Bloodfest. <laughs> yeah, my uh, one of my theaters was playing it just for the week uh, uh-huh. that it came out. Um, I didn't know anything about it. Didn't look up a trailer. I'm like, I'm just gonna go see this. So I got a few friends together and we went and saw this. Um, it it felt pretty low budget. Like it it definitely doesn't have the visual quality of a of a studio with much money back, backing it. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Like it's very over the top. Um, basically this person in charge of, of blood somehow manages to make all these, all these people start killing other people. So it's not just one person. It's like a whole amusement park of murderers. Some of them are, like vampires some of them are like zombies it's it was so over the top and it was funny um there's some good cameos in there i really enjoyed it like it was a lot of fun uh it's not a great film but it definitely uh it definitely had the camp that i've been missing in sort of other movies this year um so yeah i put it at number 67 for the year
0: okay good uh then we had destination wedding and one thing about loving a genre is that when it's done badly i am i call i call it and i was actually really excited about this movie i thought the trailer looked really funny and really good and i hated this movie i thought it was awful i hated the characters they were awful i thought it had it was there were surprisingly very little chemistry between the two of them uh, i didn't think that the script worked really at all and it has one of the worst and least sexy sex scenes i've ever seen in a movie <laughs> terrible and i just i i hate i thought it was terrible i hated it
1: yeah I, and see when we previewed this movie i said i'm afraid that it's just going to be them bickering the whole time and it's going to be really annoying and yeah. I was right
2: yeah um,
1: the bickering got old quick it never ended even even uh in intimate moments there would be bickering going on yeah um yeah i and i i think for me i had pretty low expectations already so like i didn't hate it but i certainly didn't like it um and i didn't like the dialogue especially like it it felt so unnatural how they would talk to each other especially keanu reeves it felt like he was reading a script every time he talked
0: yeah terrible script like this is the kind of story that i think like i think that woody allen could have made fun Mm-hmm. in or interesting at least in his heyday uh whereas this was just miserable i i just was miserable watching it i hated it so much and i have it at 120.
1: So, okay i I have it 137.
0: yeah it deserves it it was so disappointing to me uh but anyway there you go i uh, <laughs> then we had Kin. So you got you went to see the boy and robot dog store.
1: That's actually um Axel or AXL.
0: Okay. This one is I actually. know. I, okay. I, I get them
1: robot? I get them kind of mixed up too. This is the boy uh who has the like gun that
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, an yeah.
1: alien gun. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, I saw this. Um gosh, where do I begin? Um <laughs> So, can you just, can you tell me, what would you expect from this movie? What do you think, like, the oh, feel God. for it would be?
0: Oh, God. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Uh, it would be maybe, like, summer of 84, but way worse. Kind <laughs> of, <laughs> well, like, trying to play off nostalgia a little bit. And it would be terrible.
1: Yeah, no, it didn't really go down to the nostalgia path, but okay. I guess what I was expecting it to be is like kind of a like a family movie about these brothers, ones adopted, and just having a lot of heart and humor to it. Uh-huh. And really it it was a movie that took itself way too seriously. Humor was nowhere to be found in this. Yeah. They didn't try. It was a pretty like dour. Um, mood throughout the entire movie which there's reasons that it would be but when you have this kind of over-the-top ridiculous plot a guy who finds this alien gun which yeah. really that was such a side part to the plot like yeah i don't i don't even know why they had that gun be part of it it was really about the older brother having he owes sixty thousand dollars to some people And it's about them trying to track him down the whole time. So the gun had very little to do with it. But I don't know. I just expected it not to take itself so seriously. But it took itself way too seriously and had almost no payoff. So I put this really low. It's 159 for the year for me.
0: And you had 162? Right,
1: 164. So, 164. It's the
0: bottom six. Yeah. yeah, There you go. All right, then a pick of the litter, which I have been wanting to see because it looked adorable, and I really liked ketty last year uh, mm-hmm. about the cats, uh, and so I thought this looked cute. What did What did you think?
1: Um, I yeah. So I I actually was kind of disappointed with ketty last year because I love cats, so I thought I would love it, but uh, this movie I wasn't disappointed with. Um, it's about basically five sibling puppies that are training to become seeing eye dogs. And apparently it's very difficult process and most dogs get weeded out in the process. So it's almost like you and I like survivor, right? Right. Yeah. So this is basically survivor for these puppies. You get to see them for the first year and a half to two years of their life uh, training And they get weeded out, like, they tell us at the beginning, probably only one of these dogs is going to make it in the end. So you get to see which ones can make the cut. And as you go along, you start to think, oh, this dog, it's definitely going to make it. It's so well behaved. This dog, no, it's got too many issues. It's not going to do it. So you get really invested in these dogs. They become, like, very three-dimensional characters. Uh, so it definitely grabbed my attention. I mean, um, service dogs—they're it, it, something I've learned a lot
2: uh-huh. um,
1: about recently. So um, I think that added to my intrigue for this movie. Uh, but yeah, it was—it was a lot more entertaining than I thought it would be. Uh, the bar is kind of high for me as far as like um, favorite movies go. So probably will never watch it again but i would definitely recommend it for at least one viewing for most of you out there um so i put this at 86 for the year
0: oh good okay then we had searching and this is something i saw at sundance and i haven't had a chance to see it again but i really enjoyed it and i wasn't sure i want to see it again because i wasn't sure if Part of the reason why I enjoyed it so much at Sundance was because it was the last movie I saw after seeing 18 really heady movies for the most part, uh you know, Sundance type movies, and this was a little bit different. And I I it's definitely a gimmick, but I had never seen I haven't seen Unfriended, so I haven't seen this mm-hmm. gimmick before. And so and I thought uh that uh that it, it was pretty effective in uh, the reveals and it was just a fun little thriller and John Cho I thought was really good. I thought some of the red herrings were were pretty effective and overall I enjoyed it. Yeah I I
1: did too. Yeah Um, so a good sign is always when I'm willing to go see a movie more than once and I saw this movie twice to see Uh if there was anything I missed out on the first time any clues Um, but yeah this is a movie where you get pretty invested quickly Um, I know there were times where I'm like oh I'm 100% this person is behind the girl being missing and I was wrong of course Um, but yeah and there are clues that I did pick up on there's like words here that I'm like oh look at that word right there Um, but yeah it was a lot of fun Um, I, I did like unfriended and i believe this is from the same um, creator um, oh and he, he has plans to create a lot more movies like this uh, that
0: makes me nervous i feel yeah, like it's, it, the gimmick i don't know mm, I, I i think it, it's a gimmick that could get old real quick uh, mm. so we'll see but yeah it worked for this one
1: it did, yeah, it worked for this, it worked for the first unfriended for me, um mm-hmm. but yeah i i I enjoyed this a lot. I thought, um the casting was really good, um yeah, nothing, nothing to complain about. I put this at thirty seven for the year,
0: yeah, I have it at thirty five so we're we're okay. both on the same page with that, so then uh, we had the little stranger, which I actually thought the trailer was pretty good, I haven't had a chance to see it. But what do you think?
1: Yeah. Um, so if you hadn't seen the trailer and you went into this, it becomes a movie you wouldn't expect it to be. Um, the So it looks like a ghost movie based on the trailer. Uh-huh. Honestly, it takes an hour and a half for that even to come up at all. Um, it's very slow. I didn't really like the female lead. I don't remember her name. Um so this was pretty disappointing. It wasn't scary. Mm. Um, yeah, I I don't think there's much redeeming about this. I guess it has a a cool tone to it. And I, I do like Donald Gleason quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I put this at 140 for the year.
0: Okay. That's too bad. I was hoping it might be kind of like mm. the others or something like that with some yeah. real atmosphere and
1: not as good, but the atmosphere is pretty much one of the only decent things about it and even that was lacking a bit
0: interesting okay so we're going to divide this up into two parts because we just have so much we just got through august and august (laughs) was by far the biggest month
1: there was Uh, one movie we missed though uh oh (laughs) that we neither of us saw no there was a movie that we did not talk about yet that both of us saw and that came out on August thirty first as well. That's Juliet Naked.
0: Oh, that's so weird that I <laughs> skipped that one. I was so mad about Destination Wedding, I skipped it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Juliet Naked. Uh, yeah, so this movie, I didn't really know what to expect, and I thought, oh, is this going to be super sleazy with this name, Juliet Naked?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's not it really at all. Like, there's a little bit of sensuality, but very little, actually. And it's just the name of this album. And this movie, first of all, it's super relevant of, like, how we obsess about, you know, about people and current sort of obsessions. and, But it's it's based on a book by nick hornby who i immediately went out and bought the book because i love nick hornby and i, I love his screenplays movies and books whatever he's amazing and it's about this uh this rock star who put out like two albums in this one julia naked that uh, every and then he dropped off the face of the earth everybody is, is speculating and uh the chris o'dowd character he uh, he is just obsessed with it, but he likes also sort of his community and his group. And he leads all these discussion groups and chat rooms and stuff like that. Where is he? What, what do you think about this music, this song, whatever? And so it's, it's really his, his social life, which of course is somebody who podcasts and, and, uh, and, uh, and has a YouTube channel and stuff. I, I totally get that. I thought, and Rose Byrne plays his long-suffering girlfriend, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I loved this movie. I thought it was funny. I thought it was insightful, super well acted. The script was great. I, I, I liked the fact that she had sort of given up without really thinking it through. it Had given up having kids, and how she was at the spot where she was regretting it, and then the contrast when she meets the Ethan Hawke character uh, that he had sort of more kids than he, he intended to uh but he has like a pretty sweet relationship between all of these kids like there's resentment there's of him not being a very good dad but also like i don't know there was still a sweetness managed to get for me uh and so that's an interesting dynamic that they have between the two of them and i just thought it was great i loved it i have it at six.
1: Oh wow yeah, um, yeah I, I enjoyed it as well. I mean, oftentimes I'm kind of nervous about movies that may glamorize somebody leaving their their person for another oh, yeah. person. Yeah. So I was kind of worried about that. But in this case, like I had no problems with that at all. I was actively rooting for that the whole time.
0: Well, and he leaves her first,
1: so. True. You, true, so it. it wasn't as cut and dry as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It's got a lot of charm to it. Um, I really like Ethan Hawk in it. Rose Burns great always. So yeah, there's yeah. there's a lot to like about it. Um, I put this at 59 for the uh-huh. year, though.
0: When, when he's, when they're having that meal, and he's the Ethan Hawke character is kind of being sort of dismissive about his fans and that you know the, the song didn't really mean anything like what you know whatever and and I really just thought it was actually really powerful when Chris O'Dowd's is like y- you don't understand like it meant a lot to mm-hmm. me right and I thought that was really, really yeah really great I don't mm-hmm. know i i I thought it was really there's characters that in a le, in lesser hands would be very uh very grating and very unlikable uh but uh, i I thought it works so I'm like, oh man again, and that's a trait of Nick Hornby. His characters and it kind of reminded me a little bit of Fever Pitch, which is also based on Nick Hornby, which is all about obsession and uh, how are, you know, the one character is a workaholic, the other character is obsessed with the Red Sox, and uh, and uh, which is another movie that I I really enjoy. So anyway, the, it was it was a winner. So uh, so yeah. So we will cover the next <laughs> the next group in uh, the next episode. And that should be really fun. So, David, how can people find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm the David Healy. And you can also find both of us on Facebook in our uh, Film Freaks group. Um, it's facebook.com slash Film Freaks group.
0: Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media and on iTunes and YouTube. So, definitely check that out. And uh, if you put in your reviews on iTunes, we really appreciate it. So, Thanks so much and we will uh, we'll talk again soon.